I've got three sets of numbers and a quick story for you. I'll tell you the numbers, then I'll tell you the story, and then if this all goes to plan, in about eight minutes, you're going to be ready to run through a brick wall. We'll see. But before that, I want to talk about pizza dough. My mom makes the best pizza in the world. Growing up, she made it on Sundays. My friends would always show up because, as I said, it's the best pizza in the world. I'm in a WhatsApp group chat with high school friends, and her pizza and stromboli still come up weekly. To this day, she makes pizza on Sundays. Sometimes I think she's been planning this from when I was a kid, knowing that later on when I came home to visit for the weekend, I'd never sneak out before Sunday dinner. I've had the same job with the pizza since I was little, and honestly, I haven't gotten any better at it. I take the dough once it rises, my mom does everything from scratch, and I stretch it out into the pan. We're Sicilian, so the pan's a rectangle. I get anxiety just thinking about that stupid pan. The dough is never big enough. I push and prod and stretch and squish, wheeling the dough into all four corners of the pan, but every push to one quarter just pulls it from another. I'll reset, pull the dough out of the pan, knead it a bit, toss it in the air, make a Michael Scott Sabaro reference, and try to roll it out and start over, but it never fits. Eventually, I try a crazy move that worked once in like 1994, where I hold the opposite corners of the dough and pull, but this just leaves me with a rip in the middle of my mom's beautiful pizza dough. The point of this long intro is that you're the dough right now. Everyone is. We've just had enough. We are stretched completely thin. I can feel the exhaustion in my inbox. There are fewer people reaching out wanting to talk about starting startups and way more people who already have startups reaching out for one-on-one consulting, which, as I've learned, is just entrepreneur speak for therapy. So with all the stretching and pulling and prodding on everyone, I had decided to not post a podcast this week. People needed a break. Maybe I needed one too. But then I saw some numbers, and I reread an old book that had been my Bible maybe eight years ago. You know what? Maybe everyone just needs a kick in the ass, a little inspiration, and most importantly, a little data. This is the Idea to Startup podcast brought to you by Tacklebox. If you've got a startup idea and a full-time job, head to gettacklebox.com and apply to our Idea Stage Accelerator program. Our next cohort, cohort number 27, starts March 31st. Little news, we are retiring this model at cohort 30. There won't be any more accelerator programs that look like this one after that point. So if you've been sitting on your hands, the time is now. We'll have a different model. We're not just leaving you high and dry, but this version with small hands-on cohorts done by our core team will likely be gone. This podcast is also brought to you by our good friends at Amazoni Gin, handcrafted Brazilian gin that won the best craft gin of the world award in 2018. The gin has botanicals from the Amazon forest and contributes money from each bottle to preserve the Amazon. Head to amazoni.us, that's A-M-A-Z-Z-O-N-I dot U-S, and use code TACKLEBOX to get a discount on what is apparently literally the best craft gin in the world, at least in 2018. This is made by a TACKLEBOX alum, and while he's let me taste some of their other products, I'm yet to have what is, again, the best craft gin in the world, which to me is a little disappointing. If you buy some, he'll let me taste it. It's worth a shot. Back to it. The three numbers, the numbers that'll stop you feeling like overstretched Sicilian pizza dough. The first number, 400,000. 
If you invest your money in the stock market today, assuming a yearly growth rate of 6%, you'll double your money in 12 years. In 48 years, your money will grow by a factor of 16. So if you invest $25,000 today, in 12 years, you'll have 50K. In 48 years, you'll have that 400,000 bucks. That growth rate is conservative and basically what the market averages. It's very likely to happen. Every dollar you spend on something else is not compounding at that rate long-term. That does not mean you shouldn't be investing in things with big returns that aren't just putting your money away in the savings account. But it does mean to think about the real value of your time and money. You're probably hearing a lot about Bitcoin and NFTs and SPACs and stuff that'll make you feel late or early or a lot of other things, all of which are a waste of your brain power. Time in the market is a skill. Timing of the market is luck. Time spent checking things like Bitcoin price or Robinhood is time wasted. That time does not compound. Think of those all like lotto tickets. There's nothing wrong with buying lotto tickets and they have a time and a place, but spending seven hours a day repeatedly looking at your lotto numbers is a giant waste of time and that's what people are doing. Especially when that time and money is not only zero sum, but the opportunity cost is compound interest. Time spent building skill sets and networks, that time compounds. The faster you get started on that stuff, the longer time you have in the market, the bigger the lever you create. The growth curve that allows your money to double in 12 years and multiply by 16 and 48 can apply directly to the skills and networks you build for your career. I sometimes think of my career as finite. If I wanna stop working or change careers drastically at maybe age 55, I've got 19 years. That's plenty of time for the compound interest curve to start accelerating. But if I put stuff off, I'm not telling you whether to invest in Bitcoin or not. I'm reminding you about compound interest. It's the most powerful thing that you have access to. This brings us to our second number, 17. There's a fantastic book called The Art of Doing Science and Engineering written by Richard Hamming, where he talks about the speed of new knowledge and the obsolescence of old knowledge. He claims that technical knowledge doubles in roughly 17 years, meaning there's twice as much technical knowledge and half of the knowledge from 17 years ago will become obsolete. I spoke with someone the other day who was considering starting a startup, but he said the technical stuff had gotten a bit too crazy. He referenced Clubhouse and TikTok and tech he couldn't relate to or understand. He was going to wait for all of that to calm down so he could get a better read of the landscape and figure out what to start. I understand where he's coming from, but he's wrong. The number 17 isn't meant to imply that you need to learn about Clubhouse and TikTok and every other new tech product that seems maybe not geared directly to your demo. It's that this stuff isn't going to slow down. What you know will most likely become obsolete within your career. Nearly everything you've learned in school was probably already old when you learned it, and even if you're only a handful of years out, it might already be outdated. And the distractions, the other things that keep people's attention and seem like potential options are only going to multiply too. You're going to have to figure out how to sift through all of this and make sense of it, and it's not going to slow down. So if you're interested in starting something, there aren't ever going to be all green lights. Things aren't ever going to calm down. In fact, our first two numbers, 400,000 and 17, tell us the green lights are right now. I appreciate that timing is critical for startups, but I'm also skeptical that you can purposefully do that. 
So if you're going to try something, a startup, a new industry, write a book, whatever, do it now. Time in market. Those two numbers are meant to create a bit of a sense of urgency for you. This last one is meant to pump you up. 32 trillion. That is the amount of money that will be passed down generationally over the next 10 years in the U.S. That is a staggering amount of money. And it is by no means about to be evenly spread. There are going to be a whole hell of a lot of people in their 20s, 30s, and 40s who suddenly find themselves with 30 million bucks in their back pocket. They'll invest a chunk and benefit from multiples of the 400,000 number, sure. But what else are they going to do? They're going to angel invest because there is not a better product out there for people who don't need money than angel investing. It puts people with money above super smart, driven entrepreneurs. They get to hear cool pitches and tell their friends what they invest in. There is no better cocktail conversation, and we're already seeing it happen now. And of course, I'm being a bit obnoxious about it. Lots of these new investors will be sharp, helpful, and part of a new type of investor class that'll have new types of knowledge and network circles, and they're going to be genuinely good for you. A huge portion of that $32 trillion is going to go into super early stage startups, and the industry is already being rebuilt for that to happen seamlessly and fast. The infrastructure for diverse financial instruments for startups that'll make capital all but a commodity are on the way. This might be a disaster for some early stage venture capitalists, but it is fantastic for entrepreneurs. The hurdles, particularly the early stage one-time cost hurdles that are currently chicken and egg, are going to evaporate or at least become navigable. You will be able to raise money if your company deserves it, which is not the case right now. And the terms will fit the type of business you're building and want to run. It will not be one size fits all. Start now and you will be rewarded. When I was a kid, my family would go on a two-week vacation in South Carolina every year with our close family friends. It was the best two weeks of the year. On the best day of the best two weeks, I would go with my dad, my dad's friend, his son, also named Brian and maybe five years older than me and unfathomably cool to 10-year-old Brian Scordato, and we'd rent a John boat. We'd take it out into the ocean, then weave our way through the maze-like marsh waters in search of a shallow, narrow creek. We'd tie chicken necks on a string and toss them over, then slowly pull up crabs. I was usually on netting duty because I was way too impatient to pull up the crabs slow enough to keep them on. We'd then toss all the crabs in a bucket and feast once we got home. I remember one year a giant South Carolina storm rolled in while we were on the creek. We pulled out into the ocean as thunder and lightning crashed down all around us. The rain dinged off the aluminum boat. I remember being old enough to know that aluminum on the water in a lightning storm was not good. My dad was driving and he was locked in on something. I asked him what, and he said he'd chosen an especially tall tree. Visibility was crap. We couldn't make out any other landmarks, and he didn't want to take his eyes off that tree. I asked if that was the way to our marina, and he said maybe, but the more important thing was that we were making headway towards shore. In a storm, in the ocean, it's easy to get turned around and drive out in big circles. The first three numbers are meant to pump you up. There's a very good chance that if you start now, you're going to look back on this time in 15 years as the time that you laid the groundwork for your life's work. Your time compounds, so your time today is literally the most valuable time you will ever have. Your knowledge is becoming obsolete. You need to start learning new stuff now, and it's never going to get less complex. 
but it's also never been easier to learn. And finally, if you do want to build something, the capital is going to be there for you in the near future. It's one of the easiest times in recent memory to raise money right now. The market is said to be flooded, and I've heard investors and experts all say it's going to dry up. I disagree. $32 trillion says that it won't. This is the best time in your life to start something, and I know you're stretched. I know you're the pizza dough, but I also know that everyone else is too. Life is about differentiation. When everyone else zigs, the people who zag make out the best, even if it's hard, even when it's tough, especially when it's tough. Next week, we're going to talk about driving a boat in a storm, about establishing and holding on to a vision as everything else around you changes. We use what we call our six-point opportunities and problems method. We're going to go deep on it. And one last thing. My parents got their second vaccine shot this week, so mom, I'll be home for pizza on Sunday. Have a great week. This was the Idea to Start Up podcast brought to you by Tacklebox. This podcast was not brought to you by Baked by Melissa, although I do have about five meetings scheduled there with people reaching out once COVID is done, so maybe it should be.